In this week's episode, we're going to discuss two stories that stem from Chicago. This podcast is based in Chicago, so uh, we have two stories. One that has reached national headlines. It's not just a local story. It's uh, the Adam Toledo shooting, the 13-year-old that was shot and killed by the police. A lot of outrage uh, about it, but... It didn't cause riots. We're going to get into that and discuss like why that happened and, um, and you know, just the details surrounding that. And then we're going to get into something that we've covered before, uh, the controversy around Nini's Deli. This was a real prevalent last summer, but a documentary recently came out titled Paint the Wall Black on YouTube, and it shows the other side of the story involving Nini's Deli, the side that we sort of told and touched on while we covered that whole situation. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. So, interesting time for chicagoans uh nothing new uh people get killed in this city all the time um it's sad that we become desensitized to it but it seems like when certain people get killed by the police then people are outraged never mind you know yeah. last year 700 homicides and previous years 600 <clears throat> homicides and 500 homicides and you know the city being damn near a war zone that is okay yeah, yeah. but certain particular incidents breed all the outrage um only the worst of us get the standing ovations nowadays yeah isn't that crazy is <laughs> it, it is uh so indicative of what i i want to say was in uh dinesh d'souza's book the united states of socialism where he talks about how the current socialist and communist <laughs> movements are trying to create a new proletariat because Trump empowered the working class so much yeah. that they realize, you know, like the working everyday people realize they could get more for themselves by working. So they, yeah. they're they not uh, sold on communism. So they needed to create a new proletariat. And the new proletariat is, you know, people that, you know, that buy into the, the victimhood culture yeah. and, oh, he was a 13 year old angel, which he absolutely was not. <laughs> um, and like the people that buy into this, and if you notice the people that buy into this, uh, and and uh, men and women that seem to be of a more docile, less informed nature, 
are the ones that buy into these things and are the ones that that subscribe to these beliefs and uh it's it's just it's uh it's interesting because there's like certain characteristics and profile aspects that sort of apply to certain people it's like you know the people that that believe in this shit are going to come from a certain type of background a certain type of neighborhood uh they're of a certain sort type of demographic um you know another thing that i've realized and like there's no science to back this up but just an anecdotal observation yeah i feel like weed and other drug use seems to be a key factor in people thinking the way that they think. Like I noticed that a lot of men that smoke weed, they seem to be like of a more docile nature. Like they're, they seem to be the ones that typically buy more into like victimhood culture. I don't know why that is, but the more and more I talk to people and observe certain things and read certain things and know more about the backgrounds of people that believe certain things that uh, it just seems to be the case across the board. Yeah, well, I think there's even been some research on like men's sexual drive dropping when they smoke, like if they're like avid weed smokers. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe, maybe they're <clears throat> they show something because I mean, if if you have less <clears throat> sexual drive, where's that coming from, right? Like, like let's delve into that, and so. I just don't think that there's enough studies because weed hasn't been legal. Therefore, I don't feel like people have really actually looked into that. Right. But I think that now that, that, that you're starting to see more and more and more states legalize that, we're going to start seeing a lot more information on that. But, it, I mean, it does in the sense that um, when you do smoke weed, you you tend to be kind of more chill and agreeable. Yeah. You know, you're not going to... You know, I mean, if you if you look at the characters in, in, in all these movies that are like weed heads or potheads or whatever, right? They're like, yeah, bro, yeah, no, true, man. Yeah, and like, I think that's a good word you used, agreeable. Yeah, because it's a very uh, and this is this is statistics and and data and research that backs this up. Men tend to be far less agreeable. Like it's a more yeah. masculine trait to be less agreeable. Yeah. So agreeableness like naturally you would view like an agreeable man as like more docile compared to other men yeah. that are naturally less agreeable yeah therefore you see that that you know women tend to be more like kind of quiet and oh yeah okay nicer and <clears throat> men they'll butt heads a little bit more yeah you know and i mean they're used to to it so it's like they're willing to risk it too like um you'll see more men risk even their own lives at times to get something done yeah whereas women might not so be, like uh and this is generally speaking women might not necessarily take those routes right right and then like if if you look at it kind of goes back to like the whole um it reminds me of that uh jordan peterson and uh kate uh or i forget her name from from, from 4chan or whatever is that Brit it was that British news network oh from BBC oh BBC I said 4chan <laughs> there's like a channel 4 something like that over there oh. I thought that's that's where it that, that show 
the BBC uh, maybe I thought it was BBC but maybe yeah so so like he was basically breaking down some of the some of the things statistically that women fall into based off of what biologically they kind of feel more comfortable doing right like nursing you'll see more women than men or teaching you'll see more women than men and and then men historically have always been like oh i'll do construction oh yeah. i'll do this i'll work at a warehouse oh i'll i'm like men are even more like even growing up who was the like you saw more men be better at math not necessarily that women weren't good but i noticed more men were like the ones that excelled at math and then if you look forward more men are in like engineering yeah way more men than than women and so it's not necessarily like that these jobs are are preferring men it's just that there's just not that many women to pick from because they're just not that interested right so sometimes you can't force things sometimes it's just naturally you're predisposed but to go back to the point the major point which is that's what you get when when you see people that are high they're just laid back they're not gonna fight i've never seen an aggressive weed smoker right exactly. ever in my life you know they're always chill and i'm talking like we used to play basketball and some of the gangbangers come in high as fuck that was when they were like the nicest you know they were just like high and oh yeah. fuck they're not worried about gangbanging they weren't worried about gangbanging then that's probably the most aggressive person you could come across in Chicago, a gangbanger, you yeah. know? And and when they were high, they were just not really thinking about that shit. Like, they're just, like, laughing and shit and just wanting to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, may, maybe there is a correlation with that because now that it's a lot more prevalent, not that it wasn't before, mm -hmm. but now it's just out in the open now. Out in the open, legal, and, and uh, to a certain degree promoted, really. Yeah um new class of hippies now yeah more or less um and the reason why that whole you know everything that we just went over that whole thing is relevant is because we live in a world where facts and logics facts and logic are sort of put to the side and there's like this overflow of emotion when it comes to certain things, including what we're about to get into, that really skew the narrative, and it, it sort of, if you if you're standing in a, at a place and in a position where you're you're looking at the situation for what it is, it becomes kind of hard to understand how people could go down the road that they go down in terms of interpreting certain situations and certain circumstances. Yeah. So the little backstory to the Adam Toledo case is he's a 13-year-old uh, out early in the morning, um, gangbanging, was shooting at a moving vehicle with along with somebody else. Um, police got a call of shots fired. Police respond. When police arrive, they see him. He's running. The, the there becomes a foot pursuit between one officer and this thirteen-year-old. He's running. He has a gun on him. Um, and right in the moment where he ditches the gun, not even a whole second passes. And it's true. It eight. It was actually eight tenths of a second that passed between the moment of him throwing the weapon. Yeah. 
and him getting shot, turn him throwing the weapon, turning around and getting shot. Yeah. And so obviously the 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 news, the media, the narrative is, oh, we're gonna freeze frame it with this kid with his hands up. Yeah. Which, yeah, technically at the moment that he he got shot, he was facing the officer with his hands up, but eight tenths of a second before that, he had a gun in his hand, and so. In that moment of you pursuing this person that was already shooting at a moving vehicle, so we know he's of a hostile nature, number one. We know that he is not compliant with with um, police orders because he wouldn't have been running, yeah. and he has a gun on him. Um, yeah, I, I don't think eight-tenths of a second is enough to know <clears throat> and determine what this person is going to do with that gun and i think any reasonable person would look at this situation like they are they are their life is in danger and and this yeah. person is a threat yeah that, that's an understandable situation watch the video at full speed those are just very quick motions and in that moment of hesitation you could lose your life absolutely you could lose your life and and then also, it's so funny to me because for as many people that are, you know, def talking about defund the police and bashing the cop and, and all of this stuff, like, there's no bearing at all placed on the fact that this kid was doing what he was doing, why the police were called. Like, that matters. And again, that to me is very indicative of this new proletariat where yeah we're gonna we're gonna be void of all personal accountability and responsibility to who and what is on our side and only yeah. blame the other side like no. that is 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 so far removed from what democracy is and like being yeah. able to kind of come to this place where because i'm i'm willing to have the conversation of well, maybe there were some things that the cop did wrong. In this case, I don't think there was anything that the cop did wrong. But in a situation like this, I'm always willing to have that discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For instance, like like with the with I mean, the yeah. Derek Chauvin situation yeah. with George Floyd. Yeah, there were things that like obviously the knee on the neck. Now, granted, it, it's looking like with the with the trial and everything and all the information that was put out, it's looking like. Chauvin was actually trained to do that. Yeah. So technically, he did not do anything wrong. If we're going with the 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 narrative that he was indeed trained to do that yeah. and everything like that, but if Floyd wasn't of a hostile nature, there might have been other things that that could have been done. I'm willing to have that discussion. Just like with the Jason Van Dyke situation and Laquan McDonald and what was it, 16 shots. Yeah. Even in that situation. According to the law, it was not first degree murder, no. but maybe I would have done things differently. Yeah. We could, I, I'll have that discussion. That's a discussion that I'm willing to have. In the Minnesota one, the so, recent one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not too familiar on that one, but. She yells out, Taser, 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 has a Glock in her hand. She, You could tell that she thought she had the Taser, but. Still. You're, she's an FT, a, a field training officer. She's training them. She's bringing out a gun and she's shooting the guy. The guy was running away, yeah. was fleeing, was getting in the vehicle. But still, though, if you're if you're training other officers and you're saying taser and you have a gun and you accidentally shoot them, 
there will be there has to be a discussion made well right and, and, and for all those things like I'm willing to have I'm willing to have a discussion and that's where like you find common ground and compromise yeah but the other side they're not willing to do that because in this because if they were willing to do that what you would hear in along with what they're saying uh, uh, in their narrative is that the kid was in the wrong and uh, his he brought his fate upon himself and everything like that. And then you could also tell that he came from a background of a family that didn't particularly care about him because I think three days passed before the mom even knew made he was a, dead. Yeah, knew he was dead or made us think about his whereabouts or anything like that. So that is one of those things that where like as a community at what point are you going to like have that accountability like yo like you know this is this is some 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 trash shit across the board yeah yeah well it goes back to what what people were outraged with candace owens with george floyd so she's like i don't want to make him into like this idol either yeah you know and, and people backlash towards that but no it's true like Deep down, we're not willing to look at the issues that bring up these situations and how it's being handled in our neighborhoods by our own people, right? And the totality of the circumstances suggests that George Floyd was up to no good for himself. He was on drugs and stuff. The kid was shooting at people. It's like, these aren't good things. These aren't good things to have in your community, like to be doing this stuff, yeah. you know, like... So and, and no one is and having somehow, that conversation. Some way people want to make them heroes. Like what? Yeah. You know, at, at what point are you going to like elevate the standard? Well, yeah. I mean, like you look at history. It's like George Floyd is going to be remembered next to the names of like Martin Luther King. You know what Insanity. I'm saying? Insanity. Isn't that crazy? Or uh, Malcolm X or or Rosa Parks. Like these are people that actually, whether you agreed with them or not or whatever, they were. They were doing stuff in the community. Right. These people are getting held to those standards, and it's just not that. Same thing with the Breonna Taylor situation. Being held to these standards, when you look at the information, you're like, wow, she was up to no good. You know, right. it's like, at what point are we going to really delve into what are we doing as a community that we're putting these people on pedestals when they shouldn't be? Regardless of if you think it was done right or wrong or whatever the case there's still something to be said about that. And again, nowhere do I see these conversations happening. Nowhere. Like, really, out of, out of like, and I'm talking about people of our color. Like, because you'll, you'll hear other people talk about it outside mm -hmm. of, of that, that culture, that community. But, like, when have we, we've talked about that stuff, you know? Yeah. About why Walgreens has our detergents and certain things in glass casings, right? Why is that? And right? and that's the issue that a lot of people they'll they'll look at it like, oh well, it's racism. And and that's the problem that I have. It's like you would never know if something is truly racist or not until you put yourself at the level or the standard that they are and then you're able to determine if it's racist or not i'll give you an example i think this was like sometime last summer 
we uh, uh there was an article that came out and we might have even covered it on the podcast i'm not 100 percent sure i know you and i we talked about it yeah. but um and we talked and we had a discussion with some of our friends there was a article that came out about how chase is doing like uh like oh, yeah. racist uh, uh banking practices right yeah but in there, in in that in in there was an article, but in there it doesn't really provide any evidence of it because, from what I know, banks to be now is you're a number to them, and if your numbers are good numbers, they look at you as a good number. If your numbers are bad numbers, they look at you as a bad number. So, my question to the people that that were you know making us think about this this article. And these alleged racist practices is yeah. well. How many people that 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 are out there that are alleging that this particular bank is is racist? How many people out there actually like have good credit yeah. and had the money for a down payment and had like all their stuff yeah. in order? Now, if if all of them did or the vast majority of them did, then yeah. I would say, well, yeah, we definitely have an argument for discrimination. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have an argument for, for possible racism and, and what have you. But if we don't meet that standard, well, then we don't have an yeah. argument there. It, it would be the equivalent of, oh, this basketball game, this team is mostly white people. And then this team is mostly people of color and the white people outscore the the people of color. And then you want to say that the rough is racist. Well, it's kind of hard to really make that determination when they're outscoring you. Like, so like they're just simply playing better than you. Yeah. And so that's, that's the issue that I take with, with all these situations is like until the standard and the culture is elevated to the point where, and I'm not saying by any means saying you got to be just like the white people or anything like that. No, like be your culture be your flavor but the standard has to be has to be elevated The standard is the standard like i recently i recently was having like um a discussion in in an environment where like i didn't i didn't really like know most of the people in that environment and i was being asked about you know uh, some of the endeavors that were in like you know uh, real estate and 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 what have you yeah and I was, and as I was being asked about these things, the way that I was describing it and the way that I was talking about it, you could see it was one very authentic. You could see in the way that I talk about these things that where I'm from and how I get down is very well highlighted. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to be anyone else. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta act white or I gotta act like this. Yeah, it ain't about that. But yet, and still, the 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 degree of success and the things that that I'm up to was highlighted by the the questions that that certain people were asking me, and it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, the standard is higher, but yet. I'm still me, like where I came yeah. from and, and how, how I, I developed. And I think... It's hard for some people, though. Yeah, and I guess it is, yeah. but like that that should sort of be the goal, you know? Yeah, because I, I do see a lot of people that, although they're striving for, 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 like, let's say, getting to that standard, 
they in a way do lose themselves a little bit and it's like well just be yourself man relax breathe like, breathe. like what do you mean like give me an example of losing just like themselves. like not necessarily losing themselves in a bad way but just kind of like losing who they are like they're just real uh they go about it in a lame lame way kind mm-hmm. of like like not not lame in a bad way but just kind of like you just have no character like bro like relax you yeah know? like you could be you chill i don't know i feel like people sometimes have that problem like they I, can't i think a lot of a lot of times it 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 happens based off of how you get to your certain landmarks. Like, for instance, like I feel like a lot of people, if they get to the landmark, but they don't do it in like an entrepreneurial way, they do it more in a like, oh, well, like I climbed up the corporate ladder or like I have a job and like, you know, I kissed enough ass to get to like a, a good spot. I feel like those people are the ones that are more susceptible to lose it yeah. because you kind of have to like, <laughs> mold yourself to like fit into like what this particular organization kind of uptight wants you or needs you to be and you're uptight because it in in many of those cases it could be taken away from you at any point because you've developed yourself in a field where like you don't own it like it's it belongs to to someone else or 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 a group of people or, or what have you so you have that and then also it can happen to people that do it in the entrepreneurial sense, but they don't, they don't like, it might be something that doesn't necessarily keep their character grounded. Like for instance, that like we have other, we have endeavors, but then we have endeavors that keep us like very grounded and, and like our character sound like doing this podcast yeah. because we know we have to communicate with like people that are listening and with each other and and everything like that so it, it it's sort of something that that kind of that cre- that level of creativity that that goes into it yeah. sort of kind of keeps your character in check if you will yeah 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 i agree and and that's the thing like uh sometimes too like people don't know how to go about things cuz they're trying to get a blueprint or understand how things work but sometimes the best way is to kind of look inward a little bit right be like okay well i'm here how can i go about this like how can i go about this this way and 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 definitely don't be too concerned about what other people do because that's a big thing too it's like oh well i'm at a certain level i shouldn't be doing this anymore i'm at i shouldn't dress like this oh i'm gonna you know what i'm saying and that's why i try to 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 that's the point that I try to drive home is like you could keep your culture, you could keep your flavor, you could keep what it is that you are, but when it comes to shit that's like putting people in the ground or behind bars, yeah. Let that shit go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people don't want to, you know, and yeah. that's where we get situations like this where you have a segment of the population here in Chicago that protesting that are protesting <laughs> by the thousands. A criminal yeah yeah and it's like it's 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 so dumb and, and to me then it, it goes back to the whole like uh how we look at things because then it reminds me of the georgia situation where they said like uh <laughs> you have to have an id to vote right and, and it's like 
oh, that's so racist. And it's like I was looking at that and I was like, wow. And then and then like some of their arguments, well, yeah, it's just black people don't know how to use the internet. And it's like, wow, that's pretty fucking racist. Yeah. You're saying black people don't know. Every black person I know knows how to use the internet and knows how to use a computer. What are you saying right now? Yeah. What do you what Dude, do you think this is the early 2000s? And, I mean, what is this? It's so insane. Like, you know, the MLB wanted to move the, like the stadium and 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 Dude. and certain uh movie productions wanted to go to a different state because of that. Because when you're required to have an ID as a US citizen? And you need an so so does that mean every time that like that like we've been we've been carded like let's say when we were younger we went to go see like a rated r movie so they were racist in that instance or yeah. every time a person gets carded at a bar they're like is are they a victim of racism like racist shit i've ever heard it's so crazy yeah but it's it's what it is is the ridiculousness turning around and kind of becoming a reality because like you look at all these things like if you really think deeply and maybe i've talked about this before about like white guilt if if you have white guilt doesn't that make you racist doesn't that make you if you really think about it if you have white guilt why are you guilty what 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 i don't know to me that just seems like you're just racist if you feel like some sort of you have to overcompensate you know because if i wasn't racist right if i was white and 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 someone tried to make me feel bad about that i'll be like well i don't give a fuck like i'm me first of all to 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 me, I I I think what you're you're suggesting is like there's something about white guilt that suggests that the 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 race or the cultures that these particular white people feel sympathetic towards it sort of it sort of suggests that they're like you you look at them you're looking at them like how like a person looks at like a, a sick animal or or like a handicapped person exactly like, oh like i feel sorry for you you're not you're not capable like so i i get what you're saying like to me that is racist it's like yeah. so you think these people are not capable of of doing things or 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 or, or have the the wherewithal to do it because it that, to, that yeah. does suggest racism. It, it comes across as not genuine. Like when uh, Cuomo, just the other day about CNN, and maybe it was yesterday or something, he's like, people are going to start caring when white, people get, when, when white people get their white kids killed. And it's like, dude, you're just saying shit. Like, yeah. you know you're white and you don't want your, your kids shot. Like, you're just saying shit for ratings. And yeah. that's pretty pathetic to me. And shut the fuck up. Which, since you're on the subject, did you see the? There's an article recently that uh, uh, CNN's ratings are like 54 percent down since Trump has left office. Oh, I, shit! I bet they weren't doing good even with Trump. They that's, were doing better, but they were still like uh, in the bottom of the totem pole. At what point? A, at what point are you going to course correct? Uh, I don't even. I don't even know why they're not trying to get dude back in <laughs> so they get their numbers back up. But yeah, like they weren't. They didn't rate well anyway. Like, it was that bad. They were that bad. I mean, there's just better options. And even MSNBC, even though they're pretty bad, they're still better than CNN. Yeah. CNN is just bottom of the bottom. Like, yeah. you're just pathetic and you just, what are you? And to me, it's like, I understand 
you guys lean more t- towards the left, but at what point does it just become like an obsession? You know, like they just really went after this whole uh, Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, Trump that, Trump. Th- and like, did you not think that like, even if it was four years, right? Mm-hmm. But y- you knew you had at least a limit of eight years where you could talk about this motherfucker. Like, you don't want to like actually have quality content. Yeah. And so I can't take things <clears throat> that they say serious because, again, Cuomo, the things he says, uh, Don Lemon, the things he says, it's just like, you guys are a joke. It's just shock for shock value. Yeah. Most. yeah it's re- so ridiculous. And, and it just lacks, like, it, again, it comes, off, it comes off as insensitive, and you guys are just spewing a narrative, and there really is no discussion here, you know? And I get it. Like, I get it. Fox is, leans to the right. You guys lean to the left, but you guys are like ridiculous. Like I don't, I've never seen some ridiculous shit in in, in, in Fox, like those shit that, that CNN yeah. does. But for, like for Republicans, I've never seen that. I've seen bias. You know, I've always pointed out Sean Hannity being pretty biased. Yeah, like with you, you you see bias, and I I could to a certain degree live with that. But CNN, there have been cases where they've flat out told the opposite of what the truth is yeah like well a perfect example is the nick sandman (laughs) situation and why they owe that kid or or paid that kid so much money because the story they told was literally the opposite of what took place yeah yeah it would the kid was painted like he went with a snarky ass and antagonize this fucking Indian guy, like it's so so and, insane. And then when you watch the video, the Indian guy goes, hey, yeah. he has a drum and, and gets like, him in and his walk, face and walked up to the kid, super close, like uncomfortably close. And so the kid's like, okay, and like that's what happened. That's what happened. That's not what CNN said. No, you know, it's like, man. Or let's not forget, it's mostly peaceful. Meanwhile, Ladies and there's gentlemen, a, store, a, a supermarket in the back burning yeah. to the ground. I mean, yeah, it's the end of days behind him, but it's, like, hey, it's fine. This is mostly peaceful, you know. Shit, classic has hit the fan. I was like, come on. And so, when things like that happen, you can't take it serious, you know. And it normalizes you protecting some kid who did everything wrong. What I want to know, though, is who are the people that are, like, buying this shit? I mean, obviously there's a market. Yeah, there yeah, obviously that's, is. That's the sad part. Like, that to me, that's the sad part. Like, the fact that, like, uh, there's thousands or hundreds of people protesting for this kid after watching that video, I don't under... Me neither. It's like... I feel like maybe what happened is we had a software update and they didn't <laughs> and like they just don't understand and can't comprehend like their stupidity because they're like a couple versions behind because yeah. it's like I don't I don't understand however tragic you might feel it is cuz it is tragic in the sense that like this kid's parents didn't give a fuck and then this kid went down a horrible path and then ended up getting shot by the police because he had a gun on him that's the tragic part about it all is the tragicness of like the family unit being broken down that's tragic and that's a good conversation to have that's a good example to show like this is what happens yeah. when when you don't give a fuck when you have kids and and you're not ready for or you know like you start thinking about these things these are the conversations you want to have but that's not the conversation the conversation is this kid is a victim and he was not and that's the truth and if we're going to 
lie to ourselves, that's fine. But I mean, th- that's why the end of days is coming, I guess, because because more and more of this is happening, and, and 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 we're not really having the conversations we ought to have. Because even the Minnesota one, the kid was obviously in the wrong, even though the officer can't tell the difference between a gun and a taser. And if you've been in the force for 26 years, you should know that. Mm-hmm. And and it was wrong to shoot him at, at that instance because she's saying, literally in the video, she's like, taser, taser, taser. The kid still, in a way, caused a situation, however to, to much. escalate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could, it's good that she resigned. Um, and obviously, not a good idea to keep, like, if you can't, if you if right. you're yelling taser and, and you're shooting a kid, like you probably shouldn't be working. And actually, even uh, Steven Crowder talked about like how even that points out to to some of the stuff that we don't look at, like the fact that in, in law enforcement there's quotas to make for all oh, well, women. Oh, women have to do this amount of pushups yeah. or this stuff. And like these are conversations that are offensive to a lot of people. But no. If you're a woman, you should be able to do the same push-ups that I can do because you're probably going to be dealing with men because men tend to commit more crimes. Yes. And it's like, so so all these little quotas of like, oh, you do less yeah. push-ups, you do less sit-ups. No. And, and that, that's, a, that's a very good and valid point you bring up because how many u- lethal use of force situations have occurred because the male partner had a female partner and she couldn't help or really or really yeah. contribute in a in a productive way while they're dealing with a subject and now the male partner he's worn down and beaten and now he needs to go to lethal force yeah. because the situation has gotten out of hand whereas if there were two guys there they might have been able in fact with two guys the suspect may not have even even may not have even there to try them because yeah. it's like, oh well there's two guys here so yeah. i'm not gonna like i i'd rather just maybe i'll comply no. or not fight them i'll run i'll flee but like i'm not gonna f- engage because but then you think oh well look at this little chick and this guy i could take dude and she ain't on shit so now you have a situation yeah so if she's not as capable as a man in yeah. that circumstance now you 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 have the you open the door to a lot more problems. Exactly. I I would even be open to say if the like there has to be a mandatory physical test that has to be taken every passed by every officer. Because also, how many times do you see officers who are out of shape? You sh- you ought to not be working there if you're out of shape because you have to. You're in a job where you might have to physically get involved. I've seen a lot of videos. Like where where they're getting into situations and the guys can't even get the guy down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like you're gonna be able to get every guy down, but you should at least be physically capable mm-hmm. of dealing with stuff. Cause your physicality might be the difference between you getting your gun as oh, we can handle this guy. Get him down, cuff him, and that's it. These are situations that are common sense that you can at least have a conversation about, you know? Um, but none of this stuff is being talked about. That's <laughs> nah. like it just goes Back to, oh, uh, he's the victim, you know. Regardless of of anything else that 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 went wrong or that should be talked about, um, and it's 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 truly something to marvel at because you look at every situation, and this is not talking about 
law enforcement. This is talking about different social situations that happen from the Me Too movement to the to the uh, to shootings to to all this. We always get stuck on these headlines and what the news says to care about, but the truth is, as we have to look at things for what they are and the conversations that could help fix those things, yeah. right? Like, and then we look at a guy like, again, I'm going to bring him up because he talks about quite a few of these things that happen in society. Jordan Peterson, he gets looked at like he's a fucking Nazi yeah. because he talks about certain things that we ought to talk about. Like, okay, let's talk about the loopholes of feminism and the Me Too movement. This is why this boom, boom, boom. boom. That's a conversation you should have. Feminist and Jordan Peterson. And and, and 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 he didn't have to be disrespectful. She didn't have to be disrespectful. They're having a conversation. She was a little bit overbearing, but to her to to, to her demise, really. <laughs> but like that's but but that that conversation demonizes him. Yeah. So oh, oh, you're having an intellectual, critical thinking ass fucking conversation? Nazi. Right, where it need not demonize anybody. Yeah, but that's that's where we're at. But see, and, and again, I keep reverting back to the point of this idea of of the new proletariat because that's what that's what that's what they want. See, Jordan Peterson. What does what's his philosophy? What does he talk about? He talks about responsibility. He talks about trying to make order out of chaos personal accountability a lot of good things really good things things that you can build a solid foundation for your life and then once you have that solid foundation you could build upon that foundation all really good things like you said he gets demonized for that because there's a segment out there of you, either the establishment, certain politicians, people in the intelligentsia, media, what have you, they don't want people to think like that because once you have that self-accountability, you can achieve self-sustainability. And when you achieve self-sustainability, you realize how inadequate the government is, how much they're not needed, and you're able to look past like a lot of the programming and a lot of the BS, like like what we do every week on this show is like, we'll, it, for us, it's so funny. We could look at a CNN uh, uh, a segment and let's say it's a very good CNN segment. We're able to like give them credit for it being a good segment. Like, damn, they yeah. covered that shit pretty well. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, I think it was last year I recommended... What was it? That four-part documentary uh, was in 1968. Yeah. Yeah. Produced by CNN. And I was like, that shit is really good. It's it's a really good documentary. We we can also look at CNN and be like, oh, well, this is straight trash. We could look at Tucker and be like, man, Tucker got super busy. Uh, What's Tucker on right now? Because we don't, we're not programmed to anything. You're an individual. Now, granted, you know that like Tucker is gonna give you more hot shit than CNN is gonna give you more hot shit. Yeah. So you expect, uh, you know, a- after a certain amount of time, you you have that certain level, that certain standard with Tucker. Yeah. 
but overall like you look at things for what they are you're you yeah. sort of you're sort of uh if you will unplugged from the matrix yeah many uh, many people out there that the powers that be if you will they don't want that they don't want that so this is how you continue that programming you continue the programming by vilifying a jordan peterson and then it's like oh well now you get a segment of people that'll be like oh well him talking about uh personal responsibility and accountability is the bad guy thing yeah when you don't need to like work hard or climb that mountain just stay at home and eat cheetos and and, and smoke weed and watch netflix and and you're just as deserving yeah. like the other day i saw a tweet i didn't even engage with it but it was just so funny to me that somebody had tweeted something a lot like just like the worst type of shit they tweeted something along the lines of um uh it's so crazy that there's still people out there that sell this idea that we need to suffer in order to get what we deserve. How do you know what you deserve without a certain degree of suffering? Yeah. Like, how do you know you deserve to have like the fittest body if you didn't go through the suffering no. that it took to get that fit body? How do you know you deserve to have the car that you want and the house you want and be able to take the trip that you want without going through well, saving and sacrificing and yeah. everything? But there's a segment of people out there that believe that. And even if they don't naturally believe it, there's a bunch of uh, outlets that are selling them that belief. And they start to buy it over time because it's easier. It's easier to be like, oh, well, I shouldn't be shamed for being fat. Like body positivity. We need to normalize big people. Yeah. As much as you try to shove that down people's throats, the fact of the matter is that men will always be attracted to what men are attracted to. Women will always be attracted to what women are attracted to. Yeah. And that body positivity movement is shit. But but you have the powers that be that want to sell it, sell it, sell it. And if you're weak enough, and if you're at a point in your life where you're like, well, this is just easier, Right? Because what's easier? Doing uh, five sets of push-ups, five sets of 10 push-ups, or going and getting ice cream watching TV? Right. Of course. Like getting ice cream watching TV. That's easy. So, I mean, that's instant gratification. But, I mean, if there's a hill and you want to see the skyline, you got to walk up that hill and you're going to be tired. So if the person at the bottom, they don't want to walk up the hill to watch see the skyline, if they're mad about that, well, that's your problem. This is what you have to do. To see this beautiful skyline, I mean that that there's a struggle there. Uh, you know, your heart might race a little bit because you're walking down a steep or up a steep ass hill, but that's just how and, things work. And and then too, what's crazy is to be able to say that you've done it. And like we've we've touched on this before, the collection of memories and experiences that we've had with our friends, things from. Uh, going into like uh, abandoned children's asylums when we were younger and then pranking our friends to some of the trips that we've taken different endeavors that we've done from from music to sketch comedy uh real estate podcast this that all of these things we're like the kids from mud yeah (laughs) but what, what what's so wild about all of that is when you think about that you think about there 
in order to be able to tell those stories and to have achieved a life that fruitful and that fulfilling and like, you know, beyond some like the most interesting man in the world type shit, work was required. Like it, re- it required work. It yeah. required a certain level of, of, of dedication and sacrifice and everything like that. And that's how you achieve the life more abundant. And I think there's a lot of people out there that have been sold this idea that you can get that yeah. without the work and sacrifice. Yeah. And, you simply, and you simply cannot. No. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's the little things. Like I remember like when you first had the Lumina, just to even drive somewhere, I remember you stopped for gas, you're checking the, the tire pressure. Oh, is, are the tires good for us to take this trip? It's the little things. It's the little things that you have to have right. And and also like the work that I had to do to like get the money to put gas or like how we all had to pitch yeah. in to get gas. You know, it's all of that stuff. All of that stuff for like a certain purpose yeah. for us to like be able to do what we wanted to do. And And I think what ends up happening is you get a lot of people out there that they want to feel like they're part of something big, bold, and great. Yeah. But they either don't have the wherewithal or the capacity or haven't put in the time to develop that greatness on their own. So what they do is they buy into the movements of someone or something else. See, if you notice... We never did that. Like every yeah. movement that we were ever part of, everything we were ever part of, like it was based off of us. Like we weren't the ones in the crowd. We were the ones rocking the crowd. We've yeah. been on stage rocking a crowd of people. We've been the ones behind the camera or on the screen producing something for people to enjoy or talking or or, or whatever the case and so whatever movement we've ever been a part of, it was a movement that we created. Yeah. A lot of people, they want to feel that. Like, I remember we I remember we would go do stuff like on weekends with our friends. And then when we go to school Monday, people were like so mesmerized by the shit that we did. You yeah. could tell that they wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. But never knew how to like manifest it. Never knew because why? Because their friends were either like too into like smoking weed or like, you know, oh, I just want to hang out with girls and like not do anything like adventure. Like people had like their little their or or the, I'm too cool to do that or, or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. you know, but then it's like we were doing these things. So we manifested our movements and the things that we were involved with. I think there's people that like long for that and yearn for that, but they're not able to like manifest it. So they join these movements. So it's like, oh, Black Lives Matter. I'm doing something. I'm I'm being productive. I'm helping when you're not doing anything and you're not part of anything. And so it's like and without even realizing it, you look like a sheep. You look part of the herd, which I think is a is a good segue into the paint the wall black documentary (laughs) we haven't even touched on that because because like that's one good thing that the documentary shows is like the the sheep mentality that went along with protesting nini's deli so uh, a quick refresher for anybody that doesn't remember or isn't familiar with the whole nini's deli situation so um last summer there was a situation with a deli a sandwich spot here in chicago 
I think it was like it's in West Town. Um, Carlini's Deli. It was actually rated at the time of its demise, rated the number one uh, Yelp restaurant in the city. Uh, uh, Cuban owned. Uh, originally, it was a mom and pop place, and then the brothers, the, the the sons, the two brothers, they ended up taking over. And I mean, they had endorsements from Adidas and like local businesses, and it was just like a booming spot. There was all type of uh, specials about like great spots to eat done on that place, and it was just just a uh, very uh, highly acclaimed and 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 locally loved. Um, food joint. I had actually never been there. Like yeah. I, I never even got a chance to try it or whatever. And what was funny is when all of that shit popped off. I remember you and I talking about it. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm just gonna go and like get a sandwich yeah. just to try it, and yeah. then at the same time, sort of get a scope of like what the ambiance and like you know the protests and like what everything is like. Yeah. Well, by the time I got there, I was like way too late and yeah. like the you know everything everything started to happen with the protests and whatnot. So anyway, um we covered that situation uh on the podcast because what ended up happening was um the brothers came out as evangelicals and this was during the time of like the George Floyd situation. Uh, the election was heating up and everything like that. And they came out as evangelicals and they were pretty much preaching on the sidewalk of their restaurant. And it turned into that their preaching and the message sort of uh, went against Black Lives Matter and went against uh, the gay community and, and everything like that. So it ended up blowing up crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. And they were attacked. They were they not physically attacked, but they were attacked in the sense of, you know, people were saying to boycott Nini's Delhi and there were protests and and um it ended up becoming a thing where they didn't feel safe and they could not continue uh the business. Well, we documented that. Like we yeah. were we were um pretty fascinated really by yeah. that whole story and like it being here in Chicago, and I mean, I'm not tooting our horn, but we covered the shit out of it from the episode to uh, the footage that that we had got. I mean, so much to the point that a documentary reached out. Yeah. So and they wanted they wanted to use like our our footage of of that particular situation. Um. So a doc another documentary came out recently, and it sort of shows the perspective of the owners and like everything that they went through yeah and everything like that prior it's called, huh? to the protest which is what was interesting about it it was prior the pressure that was being put on them before anything right right which was real interesting yeah. was something that nobody knew that that they were going through yeah and so it's called paint the wall black because essentially uh that deli was known for having like a pink wall outside of it like a, a, a brick pink wall that said nini's deli and I was actually there while that wall was being painted black. Yeah. And when I first got there, there were only like a few little spots of black paint on it. And by the time I left, the whole wall was painted black. Damn. And uh, I remember while I was there, I was talking to some of the people there. Obviously, they didn't know where I stood because I didn't agree with any of the shit that they were doing. Yeah. You know, I believe in freedom of speech, what have you. Now, granted, I, I, I believe that also... 
whatever you express and what you display, you reap what you sow. So if those customers don't want to patronize your restaurant anymore, they have the right to do that. But I don't believe in cancel culture, which yeah. this was a display of cancel cancel culture. Yeah. And so and and I I said that and and I was like, you know, teach their own to so I said that to a few people that were there and I was like, teach their own, but I don't particularly agree with cancel culture. I'll never forget and I remember saying that on 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 this on this podcast when we did the episode last uh last year when I said that the eyes that looked at me like it was like wolves like looking at me like like how dare you say that like yeah. you're like yeah. it was almost like I immediately showed them which I was trying to be incognito but even just saying that I immediately showed that I was not one of them yeah yeah and they could like spot it because even after that point, everybody became a little standoffish with me. But as the crowd developed, you know, I I sort of kind of fell to the background, and then that's when I focused more on like filming and and everything like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just crazy. Which is sad, really. Like you could meet in the middle in that situation because, like you said, the certain things that he was saying. I could see I could see someone that's homosexual being like, "Well, I don't feel comfortable now." I could see, but that doesn't mean you cancel them, you yeah. know? That just might mean, "Oh, well, we and and even then, if it's a good ass sandwich, I might just be like, "Well, I'm going to buy the sandwich anyway. If I'm gay, fuck it. Well, I don't well, agree that, with your ass." That was my that yeah. was my whole perspective about it is like, "Well, what whatever he's saying or not saying, like I don't really see what this has to do with the fact that these people make great food yeah. apparently i never tried it but apparently according to yelp the food is phenomenal yeah. so like what does that have to do with like anything else yeah and, and and it's like do you really care like that you're a sinner if if you don't really even believe in that shit anyway like if exactly. someone calls me a sinner right and exactly. i don't i'm not i'm not christian i'll be all right well i'm a sinner run that sandwich though yeah i want to sin in here you right. know like i don't care like, that's your metric that's fine that's how you view me but you're but stupid that, but that's what's, that's what's so important yeah. and that's why like we delve into the realm of, of philosophy because that shows you that that person's individual philosophy and their identity they're not very strong or solid in it because like you said that is the same that is the same mentality that that I would ascribe to is like well yes I'm living in sin but <laughs> but like I but I, I'm I'm gonna enjoy this sandwich. But let me feast. Right, you know what I'm saying. Like, if someone says you're a sinner for podcasting, does that stop? Would you be offended? Or no, would I wouldn't. I I would actually, to be quite honest, I would actually be very interested in knowing like why they think that, and like, yeah. I would I, I would have a conversation with that person. Yeah. Like, well, why do you think I'm sinning? Like, I, yeah. like, I would just like to know. Not to not to say that then anything that you're gonna say is necessarily gonna sway me. Yeah, but I would like to know. For instance, even like like an avid racist, like if an avid racist had the balls to like come out and say that like they're like they're above me and I'm not equal to them, I would very much like to know like the philosophical workings of why they think that. Yeah. Like yeah. why do you, I don't care. I'm not going to lose any sleep over why you think what you think. Yeah. But while we're here, I would like to know like where does that stem from? Is it yeah. something you were raised with? Is it like some dream you had? You yeah. have like a little dick and like you're trying to compensate. Like what, <laughs> yeah. what is it that like you're going through that makes you think that? And yeah. and I would find that conversation interesting. Yeah. Doesn't mean 
that that I agree with them doesn't mean that I sympathize or empathize. It doesn't mean anything. It means that I am exchanging a dialogue yeah. and I'm am I trying to understand what this person is thinking. Yeah. And and that is the mark of a solid of a solid person, like yeah. a person like that is solid in themselves. And at that point, if you feel like, oh, this motherfucker just I don't feel comfortable around him and he's selling me a sandwich and I don't want to be in there and you don't want to be in there, well then don't buy this. Right. Don't, don't be you in have there. the choice to be like, I don't wanna I don't wanna put any money in his pockets. Exactly. Because he is a shitty person. Right. That's but a I, very understandable 100%, situation. One hundred percent. But I'm not gonna be part of some movement yeah. and, and and be part of like the mush and the mess of, of this movement when where you talk to the people, they don't even know why they are saying and protesting because I have firsthand account of trying to get interviews with people out there and people yeah. would not even talk unless it was like in a mob or group setting. Nobody had like a solid individual philosophical standpoint as to like why they're protesting this yeah. place. It's yeah. like, so you don't believe in freedom of speech? Do yeah. you think this person, ah, like, and, and just nothing, just nonsense. Yeah. Why? Because again, it's that that group mob sheep mentality yeah. as opposed to being an individual. Meanwhile, Bevel and Betty and like the other girl and then the guy that was from a church in Texas, they were willing to have interviews and they yeah. were willing to discuss their personal viewpoint on the situation. Yeah. And so that right there in and of itself was the mark of more of more solid solid individuals yeah. and it's just you know it's just crazy because i remember like i think a few people they were they, they, didn't some people question us about like oh well because we were even willing to interview juani like the, the 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 owner of the place the one that yeah. They aired out his dirty laundry because, like, apparently, dude used to be gay, but yeah. he's married now. And then that he, yeah. that even didn't sit well with people because it was this idea that, like, he was a gay person. He kind of had like a, a a a Milo thing going on, not in the sense of being a provocateur or being a philosopher or anything like that. But Milo, if you remember, like, when Milo was more prevalent, he came from the standpoint that like he's gay but he also understood like he sold it as well i am doing something wrong and like i yeah. know it's wrong i'm just like feasting in the sin type of yeah thing. yeah yeah and so this guy juani he kind of came from that same standpoint of well there was something wrong with me but i'm not gay anymore and yeah. like that like really if you notice that really drives like like uh people that are are either gay themselves or 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 empathetic or sympathetic with gay people it seems to drive them up a wall this idea that like that can be corrected i it, ain't gay no which more. i don't know nothing about that shit but my my point my the whole point that i'm trying yeah. to make is this idea that it's like there's like people get so offended by that like oh well like I fixed myself. Yeah. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh, so that means there was something wrong with you. And then you see in in that documentary, you see all these people saying, "Honey is gay. Honey is gay." And then and then the brother's like, "Well, he he's not gay no more. He's not living in sin no more." And like that's what I like, really drove people up the wall. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, people have their beliefs and what they feel. Like, who are you to tell someone? 
<laughs> it reminded me of the the shit that you always point out from uh from Inception. But who are you to tell someone <laughs> otherwise of how they feel or how what fulfills them or what they feel that that's the true road that they need to take in their life? Right. That's and that's you know? what's so crazy. How could you be so solid in your belief? That there's nothing wrong with being gay or bi or or pansexual or gender fluidity or non-binary. Yeah. So in all of that, like you're so solid and that can be, but a person being that and then now being straight is like such an impossibility to you yeah. that you find the very idea of it offensive. So to me, that suggests that like all that shit that you're on. You really don't know what you believe, and you're not solid in any of that shit. Exactly, because because these are questions that like if it's it's kind of deep. Like if you really, we don't know a lot of right. ourselves, of our of our surroundings. We really don't fully quite grasp, you know, who and what we are or what our purpose is really. If you think about like the grand scheme of things, right, like. We might be thinking in 3D, but like there might be like several different dimensions that we can't even comprehend. Right. You know, like that that we can't even figure that out. Right. It might be right in front of us. We can't figure it out. And yet you can't be okay with people questioning certain things or going about things a certain way. And you be like, damn, that's an interesting take. I don't know that I agree with it, but... I would like to delve into this because I want to understand. Exactly. You know, that that's at the end of the day, like that's sometimes what makes me uneasy about things is I don't understand everything. Like I don't why is this happening? Why are things like this? And it's like the uneasiness of like knowing that I might never know the answer to that. That's right. it's kind of crazy because like we're over here thinking about life in, in this way. Actually someone someone talked about this. I think it was in the simulate in the simulation theory documentary. Where he's talking about like fish in water. Like, what if fish realize that they were in water and they're like, "Wow, this is, I can't be outside of this water." Like, yeah. How many questions do you have as a fish, knowing that I'm swimming in something that I need, but like, there's another dimension. Like, I could yeah. be outside of the water. Like, what? I never even knew this. I was breathing, swimming. I thought this was just life. And so you start thinking about like, damn. We're kind of those fish too. Like we don't fully understand the human mind, the human psyche. We we don't even know the fucking furthest reaches of of the ocean, and and, and or or how things work precisely. Right. But yet you're over here so sure. Yeah. You <laughs> Get know, the fuck and, out of here. And, and and so sure to the point that if somebody else is willing to go a different path, it'll offend you to the point where you want to destroy their business or yeah. make death threats or 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 whatever have you and. It's just, it's it's just crazy, and so the documentary covers that pretty well. And I think what the documentary shows very well, and it's very interesting, is the idea of the pressure that they were under to fold to this, because the way the way that, by all intents and purposes, the the uh, communist or socialist movement that was going on. Like wanted because they were such a, a prevalent and well-known business. It was one of those things where it's like if we could get them to bend the knee, yeah, and and that's when like they hate you when you won't bend the knee, yeah, 
and that's what we need. I mean, that's why they hated Trump so much. That's why that's why they hated Milo so much. Alex Jones, uh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. It's like those that won't bend the knee. Yeah. It it it, it drives them yeah. insane, and it's like they either. They're not at the point yet where they can kill you. Like things are not that far gone, yeah. but but it's be more and more to the point where well we're gonna destroy everything. Like where like you can't even make a living. And, and regardless of what I feel of how he his outlook on life is is one thing I can't take away from him is he was willing to lose it all for something that he believed in, yeah. and that's a very respectable thing. At the end of the day, like I respect that because. You had it all. You had endorsements from Adidas. You had, you had uh, D Rose with your clothing line. Chance on. the rapper. All Chance that the rapper. Yeah. You had the community. You had that, and you Booming believed in business, something. Money yeah. handover. For, yeah, really. you had it all. You had it all. Like everything that you could think of. And so, again, it, it goes to show. Like people say they believe, or that they have a belief, or that they they'll. You know, when she hits the fan, that 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 they're made out of it. But until it happens, and then you realize, oh damn, this is where I have to choose, and I might, you know, and, and something that I found pretty crazy was that he was willing to walk to his car, yeah, without like Cause, security, cause, and, and and it wasn't him just saying that. There's footage of him doing it. Yeah, and yeah, they hit they hit him with a water bottle, yeah, they threw and, stuff and, at him. He he was like, well, the police were like, we're gonna escort you out here, and he's like, nah, just. And whatever women and children are here, like uh, you escort them, like I'll walk. And yeah. and they yeah. were harassing him and th throwing shit at him. Uh, and yeah, that was that was pretty ballsy. Yeah. So I mean, you you gotta understand. Well, whatever he believes in, he believes in it. Yeah. And there should be some sort of respect in the sense of even if you don't agree with him, like that mutual, like damn, he stood for what what he stood for, and he lost it all. And he was forced out of that neighborhood, really. At the end, they literally had to move. Yeah. And they knew that. Like, you have to know what's going to happen during these times, you know? Yeah. Like, because the shit that we saw last year, and, and, and I mean, we've talked about it in the episode before. We, we asked our parents, and they've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Like, from the pandemic to the protests to the just, just... The whole culture, how it was, and and we and we covered it all right here <laughs> on this show. Crazy, uh, and that's why you should keep tuning in every week because that's what we discuss and we put out video footage and all that uh, all that good stuff. Uh, trying to digest this stuff yeah. and put it out in a way that you can understand and and rock with it and and. Uh, Hopefully, you guys keep coming back. So that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, share the episode with them on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.